0: to the Skeptic Wire.
1: For February 22nd, 2012, of the Skeptic Wire. I am and the host Gary Lawn. And to get uh, to with me uh, something, people who are sitting on the couch opposite me,
2: as per usual, are Greg Berrine. If I sound different, I got a haircut.
1: And that you have a Chiquita banana sticker on your forehead.
2: No, it's a Red Delicious sticker. Oh. Because I've, I've, I've reformed it now. Oh, you've no, reformed... I'm no you've, longer... You've,
1: you've, given up, you've, you've given up the bananic waves?
2: Yes, I'm not an orthodox Ch- Chiquita Banana Wednesday celebrator. I'm ah. more reformed Red Delicious
1: Wednesday. Right, because bananas are radioactive. Yes, exactly. They're evil. They're of the so, devil. So but that's Greg. Yes. <laughs> and Donna Swafford.
0: Yeah, I got nothing again.
1: Swafford? Swafford. Swafford. I think I've asked this... Uh,
0: like a thousand I've, times. I've
1: asked this a couple of times. Oh, asked.
2: We're... we're like, a month short of being a year's worth of podcasts, and you don't know how to pronounce our names? Sure I do, Grieg.
1: Ha ha ha! Oh, the fun we have! So, Craig, do we have any skeptical-minded, scientifically-minded... the fun we have! Oh, the fun we have, <laughs> No, we were not in Germany during the Krieg.
2: I make a joke. And since you mentioned Germany, <laughs> the um the skeptically themed person who has a birthday today, February 22nd, is uh Heinrich Rudolf Hertz. Hertz. Uh he was a I think I
0: think you he
1: I nice think he stuff? was he was deep into <laughs> rentals, right?
2: Yes, it started the truck rental company and That's pretty impressive. Did some uh BDSM, you know, dungeon stuff on the side.
0: Hey, you never know. <laughs> no,
2: not well, yeah, we never know, but um well, he did <laughs> don't
1: slur the man's name. Tell us about Mr. Hertz, would you?
2: He was a physicist slash engineer, especially famous for um expanding and clarifying stuff uh from james Maxwell's theory of electronic electromagnetic, electromagnetic theory. propagation, yes, so he did, he did a lot of experiments with electromagnetic stuff, in, including proving that um, radio waves were a form of light and that they traveled at the f- speed of light. Um, he, he seemed to work a lot in developing new engineering principles that could prove theory. Not right. necessarily coming up with the theory in the first place.
1: Right, because he worked to establish that there was a photoelectric effect, Right, which Albert Einstein I think got his his first Grammy for. <laughs> Grammy? <laughs> Nobel Prize. That's why he gets yes. Nobel Prize in physics for actually uh, explaining the, the, the photoelectric effect. Thing. But uh, uh, Hertz kind of established that it was real, but really didn't delve into trying to explain it.
2: Yeah, he, he didn't see any practical purpose to it, even though it led to cathode ray tubes and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, He also had interest in things like meteorology... Uh, Did a lot of work with contact mechanics, which is, uh, uh, from the way I understand it, is the the physics of billiard balls and stuff like that. Really? I don't know. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) I was a psychology major. I don't understand all the (laughs) physics stuff, even in the Wikipedia article. (laughs) But yeah, mostly he was known for the electromagnetic stuff, and hence the unit Hertz was named after him yes. um, some 30 years, I think, after he died, but it was named after him. Right. He was born in 1857 and died in 1894, but he did a lot in his short years and uh, got honored for it. I think yeah. he got, you know, medals. There's some stamps named after him and are and published for got, him. He's got, you know,
1: cycles per second named after him.
2: Yeah. So uh, Not
1: that he cares. He's dead.
2: And And that's... More electromagnetic wave cycles, not lady bits cycles
1: <laughs> well, I mean you could consider you could you could say a, a monthly uh, a thing would be point zero 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 you know very very slow cycle you could still use Hertz for that if you wanted to it's all it means is per second cycles per second it's true, so you could put point zero 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 one per second
2: if you wanted to i was just gonna hope that you cut that out but you kept going with it, you I ran kept with going. it.
1: i'm an engineer gotta figure out you <laughs> ran with it and then
2: you started digging the hole <laughs> that you got into and kept digging hey, and... well
1: i'm digging the hole and i'm gonna hide it at the bottom and then fill it in later
2: okay right. we'll fix that in post
1: all right so um no longer chiquita banana wednesday because today was Ash Wednesday, right? Yeah. Something w- something to do with uh, uh, something dead, the living dead. The, the Lent. The Le- oh, oh, is it Lent? It's a Catholic The thing. start
0: of Lent. Oh. Ash Wednesday is the first Oh, we're official. supposed to give something up. Yeah. Okay. I gave up my diet.
1: Were you actually at work with a Chiquita banana sticker on your head? On no,
2: I well, I didn't have bananas. Oh. I only had the apple, ah. and I had that for lunch, and just took the... Picture mainly. I sit at my desk all day, so it's not like people see me walking around right. and would ask. Probably a good thing. Don't yeah. want to scare the population. But yeah, I, I took picture of me with my red delicious sticker on my forehead and oh. uh put and but, it they, up but on you Facebook.
1: uploaded it as a Chiquita banana sticker.
2: Well the Chiquita Banana stickers from two thousand nine. Oh I see. And the Red Delicious. But actually the first instance I heard of someone doing Chiquita Banana Wednesday was Pendulette. <laughs> Several years ago when he had his year-and-a-half-long um, radio show with right. Mike Godot, they talked about doing Chiquita Banana Wednesday. Huh. So that's kind of where the inspiration came from. Well, not kind of. That is where the inspiration came from.
1: Absolutely where it came from. Excellent. All right. Well, we have a couple of reasonable things coming up. We have the Lobby Day for a Reason uh this is not the hobby lobby day where you go to hobby lobby and pick it outside but um what is that that's going to happen at the rally for reason right or the reason <laughs> that's going to happen at the
2: reason rally right the the weekend of the reason rally basically friday the twenty third of March is the lobby day for reason where you can go to um secular dot org slash lobby day i think it is um and register for um to be one of the lobbyists from your area. There are about 200 signed up now, as I saw. Um, so hopefully we can get more people to sign up and get to all the representatives in all the states, which would be nice. Um, but you just go up to secular.org and you sign up if you're willing to, to do that on Friday from basically nine in the morning through four thirty in the afternoon, kind of a business day thing. And they'll send you more information as, as the next few weeks go through. I haven't gotten any more information, and you know I want to do it. Hmm. So, um, and then the next day, March twenty fourth, is the Reason Rally in the National Mall, and then the twenty fifth and twenty sixth is the American Atheists Convention. And um, there we go. We were we are all skeptic wirers planning on being there. Yes, we are.
1: Yep, I'm I'm uh, I'm turning in a whole bunch of change to to pay for my way. <laughs> I I have a lot of change. So I believe it. I know.
2: You're gonna go to that uh place at the uh grocery store you would dump all your change in and get an Amazon yeah, gift certificate. It th- was
1: that
0: coin, coin store coin
1: ripoff or something. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately they, they take ten percent if you get cash, but if you go online if if you do like for Amazon or you know, baby gap or something like that, Toys R Us. Do
2: they, they have gift 100%. certificates for Adamandeve.com? They don't. Damn them.
0: Damn it. <laughs>
1: So, yeah. Great. The Reason Rally, coming up in March. Be there and
2: find us. and Find us
0: and, and we'll say hi.
2: And hug us. Yep, yeah, be there or be an equilateral me. rectangle. Okay.
1: Uh, finally, I, have some, I, I personally have some shout-outs. I'd like to thank uh, Lake and Chris for pointing out that I completely deleted the lightning round last week uh <laughs> apologize for those of you who over, uh, downloaded it early um on friday or whatever it was day that i finally got it up <laughs> and then uh because i didn't listen to it i was on to something else and then i started receiving emails going hey you know, lovely. Ladies, well, lovely hey, our lo-
2: listeners sound a little bit more intelligent than
1: that. Yeah, I'm just good. uh You know, <laughs> they're
0: they're. Excuse me, good sir.
1: Pardon me, but that's quite the, the homeopathic sound you have going. Yeah, Chris said, and so so thanks to, to Lake and Chris for for keeping me honest, or something. I don't know. I have no excuse.
2: Well, the important thing is that if you still have that old version, all you have to do is go and delete the file and re-download, and That's correct. you've got yeah. the full show.
1: Or put it on a CD and sell it, because it'll be worth lots of money someday. Yeah, you keep <laughs> believing that. <laughs> Ooh, this is the this is the skeptic wire with the missing missing content <laughs> as an MP3. That'll be worth tons of money. <laughs>
0: And also, another big shout out to the Bartlesville, Oklahoma Atheist for all of your great articles. That
2: you've, I think.
0: All the great articles that you've been posting.
2: Yeah, I think uh, he or she, I, I, we don't know if Bartlesville, Oklahoma is Atheist is a he or she.
0: And we no, refuse think... to refer to them as it.
2: <laughs> well, we can re- refer to them as
0: them. them.
2: The giant posted, ants posted from Oklahoma. A good half a dozen at least articles yeah. this week. So we do we do appreciate so. that kind of interaction to let us know about stories that maybe we'll talk about on the show or yeah or just enjoy reading. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Keep us going. Well, all right. That's enough for the intro. Let's let's,
2: let's move on that's to That's more the than long... enough for the intro.
1: Yeah, that's almost like a long topic intro. But it's not. You know why? Because long topics are coming up. Right? Yep. Yay! Yay. Long yeah. topics! <laughs>
0: yeah, it doesn't quite work as well as lightning round. Lightning round! No. No. Yay,
1: we're going to talk even longer on one subject.
0: Woo! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what's mine? I guess I'll start. There, there was a there was a headline which, which intrigued me because a couple of weeks ago we talked about Uh, Google and and the privacy aspects that that Google, you can go in and and change and see who they think you are and sort of opt out of things or opt into things so that they can target their ads more closely to you. So instead of receiving the I'm a Mormon ads, you can receive the I'm not at all a Mormon ads.
2: Well, it seems that no matter what you do on Facebook, whether you're talking negatively or positively about Christianity, you get the Date Christian Girls ad on Facebook. Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, I get um, ChristianMingle.com. I'm yeah. like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Do you I not look you... at the stuff that I post?
2: I just, they just want you to mingle. I did at least start yeah. to see a advertisement for some other skeptical podcast from time to time, oh, yeah. so at least there's that.
1: This article was about Target sending out advertisements to a 16-year-old girl who, who was still in high school and the, and the basically saying giving for her like
2: pink bicycles and jeans no and... Uh,
1: for targeting her as being pregnant and then the the father got very upset he went to the target with all of the coupons for for baby diapers and 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 stuff and the the owner of the store didn't know anything about it, because generally the the owner, the manager Imagine. of the store they really have nothing to do with with advertising um you know they they have overall local advertising but that's the, but that's the corporate level so it turns out that target is now targeting people uh with with specific coupons related to the things based that they purchase based on their shopping habits yeah uh, in the stores or online or whatever so he was very upset because he's like what are you are you trying to get her pregnant are you trying to tell her it's cool to be pregnant and the manager didn't know, so the manager looked into it and then called a couple of days later to, to ap- apologize once again. And the father had to apologize to the manager at
2: Target because... Yeah, he said, uh, I had a talk with my daughter. It turns out there's been some uh, activities in my house that I haven't been completely aware of. She's, she's due in August. I owe you an apology.
1: So I thought it was rather interesting. Um, that they've, they've gotten that specific with, with targeted advertising and coupons. Uh, but I went to the original article in the New York Times that they had culled this particular, the smaller article from.
2: What's the name of that article?
1: Uh, How Companies Learn Your Secrets. But interestingly, the New York Times article, which was written by Charles Duhigg, wasn't really so much about the, the targeting as it was about habits. Uh, or it wasn't about internet privacy, okay? As the 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 side articles that, or the the satellite articles that kind of come out. The all articles about, about
2: the article about the article
1: right, have all been about privacy and invasion of your privacy and and how how they're they're targeting you through marketing.
2: But, or about teenage unwed pregnancy. <laughs> right. Right.
1: But the but the original one was was kind of about about marketing and about habits and how to change habits and how to start. Uh, changing other people's habits it happened to mention uh it's a guy named andrew Poll who works for target He's a statistician and he's a guy who figured out that um people who are about to have a, have a baby uh, tend to buy lots of different items and Particular items, uh, they they change their buying habits where they're they're buying uh, non scented uh, hand lotions and they're buying a lot of zinc and magnesium and, and calcium vitamins. supplements, vitamins, yeah. Yeah. Vitamins, Vitamin maternity clothing. Uh, so so they, they sort of change their habits. You know they, they start eating healthier generally speaking, and Target knows, and certainly a whole bunch of stores know that psychologically speaking large life events usually cause a change in your buying habits and so they try and get you about the same time that you you start changing your habits
2: because if you start buying with Target when you start buying for your kid you might keep buying absolutely right it's because we have a lot of inertia
1: Uh, people call it brand loyalty but mainly it's habit (laughs) we we (laughs) You know, some people habitually go to H-E-B. I have a friend who used to go to H-E-B, and he would keep on going, but they refused to take a check from him one time or made it very difficult to take a check. So he completely changed and then started buying stuff at Target. And he goes out of his way to buy at Target because of a bad experience. But had he not had that bad experience, he'd keep on going to H-E-B. Because, you know, it's closer, it's easy, the whole thing.
2: We should let the listeners know that H-E-B is the local grocery chain here in San Antonio.
1: Even uh, a JCPenney... Um, or, or a clothing Just, store, people yeah. will go to the same clothing store for their, you know, general needs.
0: Yeah, don't tell that to the one million moms. To what? <laughs> one million moms is trying to get people to not shop there.
1: Oh well, go to JC um, They have good clothes,
0: anyway. <laughs> and they're
2: supporting Ellen DeGeneres Generous. as yeah. their spokesperson. Yeah, exactly.
1: the The article was primarily about how habits are formed in the brain and some of the research done on how the brain works when you're doing things habitually and it, they started with rats and they they wired rat brains it's always about rats it's well they always <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's because they don't really complain as much as humans <laughs> and other humans don't complain so much about rats as they do about humans being wired in <laughs> or something um that sounds like don't, now, it, don't you get know us what, in trouble yeah <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm sounding a bit like Sheldon Cooper. Oh, I have no problem experimenting on humans. <laughs> <laughs> so, what they found out is, um, when they ran a, a rat through a maze, the the rat would do a whole bunch of scratching, and there's a lot of brain activity. And the first couple of times, until it learned the maze, and and once it started learning the maze, the brain activity would decrease because it would just be able to, you know, rote yes just wrote, just go through the thing and get to the end and they hear the click and boom once once they got through that little habit, habitual run phase of the experiment then the brain would suddenly kick up because something else was going to go on something else was going to happen and that's basically what happens with humans you know i have to buy eggs i will drive to the h-e-b i will go up the street you know take a right take a left go through a light go through a light take a right park go in go to the left hand side of the store there's my milk Yay, you know, and then you have to start thinking, okay, now what else do
2: I need? <laughs> <laughs> or you'll start thinking, oh, I need to go to the HEB. You get out in your car, you start driving, and you go down the street, and you take your left, your right, your right, and left, and left, and right. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm at work. I was supposed <laughs> to go to the grocery store. Right. That that kind of, you know, you're just in that mode of this is what I normally do. My brain is shut off. The radio's on. And all of a sudden, you're there in the Auto wrong pilot. place. Yes. Everybody. Exactly. So, we know that humans do the same thing as the
1: rats. And, and through uh, research, they've found that people will change their habits during big events. And the biggest event in a person's life, or in a, in a, well, a person or a couple's life, uh, in Losing our lives, virginity. is having a baby. Because you really have to change your entire lifestyle to accommodate this new thing, right? I suppose getting a, a new dog uh, is one, but you really don't have... A, a nine-month wind-up to buying a dog, so people don't generally—you're not buying stuff online nine months ahead, preparing for this dog. So Andrew Poll, the statistician who works for Target, and the, I guess he's the primary one—figured out that uh, before all of this happens, be, before the baby comes, before they they start buying the clothes and the the
0: diapers, the, the
1: diapers and in the crib Flamilla. and all that, they go through. A change in their eating habits. Again, like we said, as I said earlier, they start
0: eating more vegetables, more fruits, more dairy products. They,
1: they change the the type of lotion. You know, uh, a lot. Well, the people who really care and and you know, they they may use start. They may change to an unscented lotion, and they may start buying more, and they may start buying um, uh, antibacterial stuff. You know, so that they're they're cleaner. They're. It, fresher. May, it
2: may also I've heard some pregnant women being more scent sensitive to yes. to scented lotions and it just becomes overwhelming. It's
0: just, okay. As the only one who has been pregnant in this room. I'm saying
2: I've heard this from a yeah. pregnant woman.
0: I will, I, I can confirm that one. I, the smell of sausage literally would make me vomit.
2: Not going to touch that one. Okay. So, so we, we know that, saying,
1: okay, fine. So,
0: highly, your olfactory sense is going to overload.
1: Okay. Well, there you go. So they 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 notice that that trend in people who shop at Target, and and their buying habits, and they realize that these are indicators that perhaps they are pregnant. So if they could start targeting coupons to these people, perhaps instead of going to this other store, they would come by Target. And once they start buying the stuff at Target, and the baby gets developing, they'll realize they can they can follow the pregnancy with the coupons and so they will buy
2: associated products at Target and therefore Target sales will increase if they get them coming to get the lotions and get the zinc and the magnesium right they'll keep coming back to keep getting the lotions and the diapers
1: right get and the then, lotions the diapers and, and, and
2: their formula. toothbrush or right. whatever right. and they'll buy other stuff as right. well
1: and then clothes and then you know books and cars and the whole thing so oh I'm already here right Target has everything super target's whatever but then they also realize that they can't just send out, "Hey, congratulations on your pregnancy! <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're we're so so happy. Here, here are some coupons." So what they started It's to like,
2: do, um, "When did you
1: become Big Brother?" Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll get we'll get to the Big Brother thing in a moment. So what what they do now okay. is is they'll put they'll put the. The diaper ad next to, like, wine glasses, which I think is hilarious, you know.
2: (laughs) Well, one does lead
0: to the other. Well,
2: (laughs) Well, also, there are a lot of those diaper commercials where they pour water into a diaper to show how much it holds. Uh, They could use a wine glass. Okay. (laughs)
1: Okay. Uh, I was just thinking, the baby's crying again. Go go go! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so so, what they would do is they would intersperse the coupons
0: with, with their regular sales with items.
1: with other things going on, so, or or things that they might need but are not related to. Like again, like milk or cereal or you know lawnmowers lawnmowers. yeah lawnmowers Yeah, exactly
2: so they would make it look more random
1: more random and the people receiving them wouldn't necessarily know that they were being targeted
2: they would just think maybe their area is being targeted with all the same ads which
1: I so I don't really know how they're sending out these coupons I I assume that they're sending them out through the mail
0: Target usually actually sends out
1: just mailer mailers
0: mailer mailers yeah
1: oh okay so so, this is the deal with with how they figure that out the The target privacy policy <laughs> basically says anything you do anywhere in the store, which includes online, can be tracked. That is their policy they uh If you buy with a credit card, they, they will go out and and find out who you are, what your credit rating is Well they yeah, I know because
0: every time that I use a card there i'm always are you sure you don't want a target card? And I'm like, right. yes, I'm sure. And they're all like, we'll get you to, you know, and I've even been told where I've, cause I've seen it pop up on their screen. No, because Michael's was like 6.9. There was a difference between the two of us in <laughs> the, um, the APR.
1: Yeah. Interesting. So, but they're, but they're tracking. I mean, yeah. your major credit cards, that goes into a database. So if you keep using that particular credit card or even another one, your which has card. your same name, your debit card, anything that has your name on it, they know. And then they, they make a, a profile of you. They give you a nice little target ID, ID number, number. A target number, you might say. And and it goes to the database and they mm-hmm. just track your spending. So if you're a regular target consumer, um, they – they know everything that you've done.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, every company is now doing this.
1: Yeah, right. absolutely. It, it just This just happened to be Target. Uh, Google obviously does it. Best Buy apps does it.
2: Uh, Staples, any place,
0: Office Depot. Tar- Target
2: just any, made the mistake of, them. of doing it too well and coming right. across kind of creepy.
1: Kind of creepy. And kind
2: apparently of, they, they could have been stalkerish. way creepier. Huh?
0: Kind of stalkerish.
2: Kind of, yeah, exactly. But...
1: All of these companies, yeah. It, well, they they decided because they they do have the the broad sales, they decided to start targeting specifically uh, pregnant people because that's where all the sales are. Because if you can get them in when they're be, before they're born, you know, like, like the church says, get them while they're young. You know, right. you get them while they're young, you can have them uh, for life. And so Target realized that this is actually a pretty good policy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just, you can't do it by, you know, sending pregnancy uh, coupons to a 16 year old who's living with her dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, what I found really interesting also is that the the reporter, Charles, what did I say? Duig? Duhig?
0: Something like Dewegg? that. Duhig. That was
1: like
2: 15 minutes ago.
1: Charles Duhig, yeah, I can't remember. I'll. I'll mispronounce it again um he he kind of wanted to work with target because he's interested in this because he's talking about the habits people form and this was right just general psychology just general psychology and target started pushing back and they they cut him off from the statistician uh, mr Paul they they cut him off and and he said well what do you find objectionable here's my article that i've written um and why why don't i come down and talk to you well, it turns out they put him, because of the article he's, he wrote and was writing at the time, but now it's out, um, they put him on the do not talk to list. So he wasn't even allowed <laughs> into the premises, uh, the, the corporate Our, headquarters. Target so, so he's corporate. kind of
2: gotten to Michael Moore level.
1: Yeah, but I don't understand that because to me that makes Target look really, really bad. It makes him look ultra creepy. Yeah. You know, it's like, we don't want to talk. I can understand that you don't want to disclose how you do
2: this. Right? No. Make sure that well, this guy... Well, Target owns-
0: does have a history of pulling in the wagon, so to speak, when there is any sort of controversy. Because if you look at what happened with the Michigan um, Republican race, or Michigan, one of the Michigan elections, Target donated a lot of money, very surreptitiously, to a very rabid anti-gay Republican. And when they started getting called out on it, Target just pulled in and was like, we're not talking about it, blah, blah, blah. You know, we donate right. to all of these other groups as well, blah, blah. Right. But I mean, they so Target has that history of, if there is a controversy of closing in.
2: Okay. But where in that case, they kind of closed together and still talked, but had it, you know well no no they had basically they said we're not going to talk about this this is just not allowing anybody to talk period they should have had like gary was saying gone to a level of saying all right only let the pr person talk to this this yeah, article yeah. writer let's get we'll talk about it a little but everybody else by the way don't just let loose lips go don't just talk to anybody if they ask you about this forward the forward the email right. to the pr department yeah
1: you know don't don't cut, i mean and don't be creepy like that because suddenly it, it looks like you they completely but acted they like something. they that they have something to hide and that they're doing something very bad when i read that in the article i'm like i don't want to shop at target shop at target ever anymore
2: because and Unless I, you have okay, cash.
1: this is this unless is my unless own, you, have you know cash. what i'm
2: saying well it's i i do creepy. know what you're saying but i do think that once it gets that far down the rabbit hole, you would really start to get a public pushback about that kind of well, yeah, behavior. Perhaps.
1: But we become used to um,
0: It is second habit now when somebody says, what's your zip code, what's your phone number? People just give it out.
1: Yeah. Zip code, not, I don't care so much.
0: Zip code is usually used for the verification on your card.
1: Oh, well, I mean, even when I pay cash, they, they do
2: they do zip A lot out. of times, yeah, a lot yeah. of the time, is that just to track, well, does this, you know, do we store Cheez-Its in this store because people buy Cheez-Its from this zip code? Right. You
1: get asked at the grocery store.
2: Well, you, you see oh, yeah, you on the list yeah, of things yeah, yeah. bought, even if you're buying with cash, yeah, they yeah. say, oh, this person's zip well, the- code is XYZ, so that means any stores around XYZ, we should make sure this product is right. in Right, but
1: the, the, I think that HEBs around my area have stopped asking for, for
2: uh, zip codes. The credit card reader still asks for zip code, but you can skip it.
1: Yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I skip it.
0: Well, at least it's better now. They're not asking you if this, if this amount is okay because that is a question. And I know this is a tangent, and I apologize right now. When it asks me, is this amount okay? What I want to say, no. I want it to be less.
2: <laughs> okay. While we're on tangents, if I go into a store, especially in HEB, and I have four, five items, and I go up to the the the, the conveyor belt and i put them down and the checker says to me and i say to the checker when they start checking my items and say i don't want a bag and they say are you sure it's like (laughs) yeah it's four or five things i walked up here with this stuff in my hands i can carry it out to my car that way so first i get past the are you sure you don't want a bag hurdle and then and then what they start doing is they take their little stickers to say right. that, yes, you bought something in the store and you're not shoplifting. And they proceed to put one of those stickers on each and every item yeah. you bought. Right. There was one time I bought, like, a thing of cookies, a couple of yogurts, and a bag of oranges. I was surprised they didn't open the bag of oranges and put a sticker on each orange because they put one on each single Yogurt serving. And I'm walking out of the the store with these things in my hand and the receipt in my hand right past the security officer. See? Receipt. Mm -hmm. Okay, I I can... I don't understand the purpose of putting a sticker on each and every item. You don't?
1: Because it's easy to, oh, wait a minute, I forgot something, and then go back and just grab something and walk out. That's why. You could do that if you had bags. Yeah, so... (laughs) <laughs> so there's no point
2: in doing it if you're carrying something out by hand. Nah, that's true.
1: We'll obviously have the have the link in the show notes to to this New York Times article. I, I found it really interesting. I like psychology and and how we work and and what motivates us. And and the one thing that you do take out from the article is cue routine reward, which is how we build habits. Okay. Uh, you have a cue so uh and he, he talks about how he changed having a cookie at three thirty in the afternoon. He figured out it was at three thirty. He figured out his cue was it was three thirty. He was kind of bored. He needed he needed to talk to somebody. He needed some interaction, and so to do that, he would go buy a cookie and talk with people. So he f- figured that out. That was his routine. The cue three thirty want to talk routine go talk to somebody, and then the reward was a cookie. Was a cookie. What actually the reward was talking to people. He found I out. think
0: the cookie was a better reward.
1: Well, the cookie was part of the routine, as it turned out, and and that's how you build habits. And and so he changed by changing and figuring out what the cue was. And apparently, the cue is is the hard part to figure out. Yeah. So, but that what that's what got into the whole target
2: thing and and stuff.
1: So. so, uh, read the article. It's very interesting, and I think you shall be you you some of you shall learn something.
2: Yes, learning is good.
1: Learning. So that was that topic.
0: <laughs> so that was that topic. <laughs> so I guess that means we're moving on to the next topic, which is talking about... Lightning in... round!
2: No, sorry. No,
0: not lightning round. <laughs> um, in news... Yay! News! The, the Pentagon has made a decision to allow women closer to combat, but not actually in combat roles in the United States military. Now, mind mind you, they've been on submarines since 2010.
1: Yeah, but submarines...
0: uh... It's still considered close combat.
1: Well, it would, especially when they get close and they run into each other
0: because they're playing Um, chicken. But basically, all that the Pentagon did is... Before, these women were still doing these same jobs, but they were attached to the unit. Now they're physically assigned to the units.
2: And, And, I mean, I've never been in the military, but my understanding that has... A lot to do with getting the credit for being in combat.
0: Right. Because if you are attached to the unit, you don't get to wear the patch. uh, But if you are a member of the unit, you get to wear the patch.
2: You get the patch. Yeah. You get the t-shirt. You get the commemorative spoon.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, And they are actually opening up other critical jobs like um, tank mechanic, which has been previously closed to females. Now, of course... Many of our local, uh, many of our, not even our local, but many of our senators have come out and said, I'm having an issue with this. One specifically, a former senator, now running for president, Rick Santorum.
1: Ugh.
0: He has basically pulled the, well, how will it affect the guys in the unit? It's, once again, it's the 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 twist on... The gays in the military.
1: Men can't stand it. They, they, it, it actually, you know
2: what it is? It's basically the Muslim excuse for covering women. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the excuse for not allowing African Americans in the military. Right, Santorum same same
0: was like – and there was a study done several years ago where it um, – and Dr. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, he wrote the book on killing – Psychological cost of learning to kill in war and society. Basically, he looked at a group of Israeli soldiers where one of the first women went into combat, and basically the soldiers got very upset at the sight of women getting hurt. Well, they wanted would, to protect them.
1: That would make them fight better, wouldn't it?
0: Yes, exactly. but <laughs> You know, and they were, they were, you know, he announced Rick Santorum has, you know. Look at what's going to happen if they see a woman getting hurt, you know. And we have to protect women, and we have to do this. Right,
1: the whole misogynistic, uh, uh, patriarchal, oh, the woman, just keep them safe safe, and at home. Barefoot and pregnant. Yeah, well, in his case,
2: yes. Well, I'm surprised that Santorum didn't say that they're going to take one look at the women and want to rape them.
0: Right, which (laughs) leads into some interesting belief. Interesting... Information recently. Um, it was a nice segue. Thank you. Recently, it has come out that 19,000 soldiers have been sexually assaulted in the military.
2: 19,000 soldiers. So 19, that's men and women.
0: It just says 19,000. I'm I'm going with the I'm assuming men and women.
2: Because um, there's probably a whole lot of prison rape in in the army. <laughs>
0: Um, women in the U S military are more likely to be raped by a fellow soldier than killed by enemy fire. One victim was lectured by a base chaplain who claimed that 96% of sexual assaults on women occur when drinking is involved. For the record, the victim had not been drinking. In another case, after seeking assistance with a military chaplain, he told her, quote, it must've been God's will for her to be raped. End quote, And recommended that she ch- attend church more frequently. Um,
1: go punch that
0: Department person. of Defense estimates that more than 19,000 service members were raped or sexually assaulted in 2010, and only 13.5% of victims reported that they had been raped. Now, here's the thing U.S. military spent $125,000 investigating and dealing with sexual assaults. As we talk to Wait a them.
2: minute, a hundred thousand? Not a yeah. hundred million, a hundred thousand? hundred
0: twenty-five thousand.
2: That's it? You want to know what's funny? Rates? Out of how many soldiers? Uh, right. yeah, how many soldiers? 19,000,
0: but only 13,000, or 13% reported it, so...
2: Right, I'm talking about how many soldiers in all the armed forces who all need to be protected by, from sexual assault.
0: You want to know what's funny?
2: I really hope there's something funny with the story because oh, it's really been depressing and ironic. angry so far.
0: It, this is more ironic. Guess what they spent more money on?
1: Uh, well, they spent a bit more money on pretty much everything else. Chaplains.
0: Something very specific with the chaplaincy that we have discussed here before. Little boys? The spiritual <laughs> fitness test. <laughs> They have spent more on that spiritual fitness test than they have investigating sexual assaults.
1: Nice. It's I nice do. to know that, uh, where their priorities are. Yeah, those lie. are some
2: pretty sucky priorities. Jeez.
0: But, like I said, I mean, United the military is getting closer to equality in regards to women in the military. And gays. And gays. Um, they are now, hold on, let me Kind of technically, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Denmark, Finland, France, Italy, Germany, Norway, Israel, Serbia, Sweden, and Switzerland all allow women to have combat roles. So we are inching yeah. our way and, 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 to, to catching up with Serbia. And, and,
2: <laughs> and, and <laughs> technically, even even the women who aren't technically in combat roles in the war warfare nowadays... Even if you're a woman in, say, the military police, which is technically not a combat role, there you're in combat danger in the situations we've been in in Iraq and Afghanistan for the past ten years.
0: Right, and one so this thing... is kind
2: of like closing the barn door after the horses have left. Right, kind of and thing.
0: another another thing to point out is, yes, like in Iraq, men are going to be uncomfortable talking to a woman, but. The women and children that, that are getting asked questions and that are being, quote, interrogated are going to be much more comfortable with a female asking those questions than an unknown American male. And everybody has been pointing out, you know, that another argument has been, well, women are not physically capable of doing the same stuff as men. I've known plenty of females in the military. I've known plenty of them who max out their PT test easily.
2: I know plenty of women who could beat me up.
0: Right. So (laughs) I've also seen some of these guys who are 11 Bravos and hit the ho-ho trail.
2: (laughs) Well, it, it does seem like some of this comes from the macho-ness that is instilled in You know, you watch Full Metal Jacket and you think of just how macho all the soldiers are expected to be. And that's not absolutely necessary. You can still be a very competent killer soldier and be female and not yeah. have to be masculine and not have to be a masculine man either.
0: Also, I want to point out something about this. A lot of females are not looking to go into the, like, 11 Bravo And everything else. And 11 Bravo is...
2: What's 11 Bravo? It's
0: basic infantry. And 11 Bravo is typical grunt. A lot of the females are looking to go combat medic or something that's a little bit more high speed but not a ground pounder.
2: Not a, a nurse in the back lines like on MASH or something.
0: Yeah. They want to be out there at the triage station helping somebody.
2: Well, it sounds like this is progress, and finally it seems like the military Because it seems even generals were saying, you know, yes, we need to change this. Just like generals were saying, yeah, we can have gay people in the military. It's no problem. Right. So it looks like we're making progress and finally hitting the 21st century.
0: You know, like, I mean, when um, they approved women for being on... Um, submarines there was actually um no opposition from congress um basically well, they, the department n- there, of there Defe- wasn't there wasn't when,
2: any opposition because they couldn't see the submarines they're all underwater. When, when when did that happen
0: 2010
1: wait that's the first time women were allowed on submarines yeah that
2: kelsey Grammer movie complete lie
0: down periscope
2: oh yeah I don't remember that one. <laughs> they started to
0: they started to move to change the policy in October of two thousand and nine February two thousand and ten. the Secretary of Defense approved the move and basically went to Congress and went by the way, we've already we're done going this. to do this <laughs> huh. and um Congress made no objection
1: hmm. uh, that happened a long time oh. Uh, uh. Department of ago.
0: Navy officially announced on April 29th 2010 that it had authorized women to serve on board submarines. Hmm.
2: But now I I think probably senators and representatives are a little bit more weary of seeing that in their minds female shaped coffin with the flag flag draped over it draped over it. And
0: you know what I had to say about that? Why is it okay for It to be over a coffin holding a a dead guy. It's not.
2: It's not, but in that mindset of the macho men are the ones who go out and die for their country, or you, you send the knight out to fight for the kingdom, that's just how our culture has been for hundreds of years, and we're finally getting past that, slowly but surely. You know, if
0: (laughs) if a female wants to do it and is physically capable of doing it and can pass the test. Now, I'm the one who will make the caveat on the same level as a man. I'm a firm believer because the PT standards, the physical training standards, differ from male to female. Right. At, you know, at age 30, a male can do more push-ups than a female can. But I've known females who've maxed it out on the male range. I've known females who maxed it out at the twenty four age, which I think is the most physically fit for the military yeah. well
1: i I would say not that, that I think there's a role for a female on the front line, so maybe they may not have to necessarily do physically like carrying the eighty pound carrying or
0: whatever. an eighty pound pack and then
1: but but certainly they they would have to be able to whatever they're doing, their job is they have to keep up, yeah. You know, you can't slow down the entire unit because someone can't keep up. But you can but say you, you do, and that that can be dangerous. So you want everyone to keep up. So if they can do their job and carry the equipment that they need to do, their, or whatever,
2: then no worries, right? But you can say the same thing about men. If Absolutely. You, if, you know, I knew a guy who went into the Marines, you know, Marines are typically, you know, big soldiers and macho gruff and everything. He was such a redhead He could not go out in the sun without a radiation suit that, you know, he, he just had to grin and bear it and find out a way to be in the military and still be the fair skinned guy that he was. And he found his niche. He maybe not be able to do, you know, all the sunbound stuff, but he was able to do something in the military that he could fit. And the same thing applies for men as it does for women. You got to find what you can do. If you can do it well, you should be able to do it. So he do become a Scottish translator he's an old, uh, um <laughs> artillery
0: see and I also have that issue of going back it's also been brought up it's going to hurt military cohesion once again that is incredibly insulting to our soldiers and yeah. sailors yeah. to say oh look they can't handle it right
1: it's it's that it's it's the bigotry of of being the, the congressperson going well. I'm, I'm well educated, but you know these these are all basic people. They're just going and sort of high school. They haven't been educated, and it's dangerous for for a young lady out there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but we're, I mean that's what we're seeing from in the presidential race right now, right now as well. Is this protective patriarchal, bigoted, misogynistic bullshit? Yep. So. Um, great. Is that what you got?
0: That's all I got. Excellent.
1: Thank you very much, Donna, for that. So, I don't know. Just oh, <laughs> Greg, what do you got? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, occasionally on this show, we take a break from doing um y news stories or political news stories, and we talk about some kerfuffle that's going on in the skeptic atheist sphere, whatever, uh, sometimes through fault of his own and sometimes through no, no fault of his own, Richard Dawkins becomes the center of some of those kerfuffles. The lightning rod of hate. Yes. And, and mostly that's because he's a very prominent figure in general culture as well as within the atheosphere.
1: Atheosphere. Nice. Yes.
2: Um, <laughs> but this, this last week, this weird kind of attack from out of nowhere has come down on Richard Dawkins, and it's really fascinating.
1: Has it really come to... down on him, or is, has it just been uh, waged upon him? Waged upon him, but that, you know. It's, it's, it's not like weighing heavily on him. It's
2: like those old, car- old cartoons where the trapezoidal weight falls down on him. It says 500 pounds on him. It came ah. down on him. Okay. Gotcha. That's the metaphor I'm going with. <laughs> okay. You're not going to let me start. <laughs> You're not letting yourself start. So um, last week sometime, uh, Richard Dawkins was on a radio show, and um, he was debating basically knowledge of religion, where a lot of people who are theists, your average everyday person, doesn't really know a lot about the actual religion. And for one example, he said uh, that a, a vast majority of your everyday Christians don't know what the first book in the New Testament is. Matthew. Well, you know.
0: Okay. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah. Or
1: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Dwayne. <laughs> and Larry. <laughs> and Larry. Um, yeah, but
0: you know, I think the Book of Mo got cut out in Nicaea. That's right. <laughs>
1: and then and then comes uh I think what, Corinthians? Letter to Corinthians? It doesn't matter.
2: I don't know.
0: <laughs> so I think it is Corinthians.
2: Dawkins brought forward this challenge, and now Gary's going to go grab a Bible to prove that he was right,
1: King of the James myriad of Bibles Bible?
2: that he uses as coasters hey, in this, this book. is
1: the this is the Young Earth Creationist King James Study Bible. <laughs> I weep <laughs> I not, for you. I am not making that up. Uh, by well, Dobson and Jerry Falwell do the... Uh...
0: Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm changing my guess.
1: No, no, you're not. You looked it up.
0: I haven't gotten to it. I've gotten to the Gospels. Acts, Romans, then Corinthians.
1: No,
2: oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Sorry. <laughs> okay, you were saying, Greg?
2: No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'll just sit here while you rifle through <laughs> Google and the Bible. So, Greg, <laughs> speak about misogyny. <laughs> so so d- part of that radio interview where Dawkins was challenging the reverend on... The Education of Believers, the, the Reverend came back to him and said, well, can you recite the full title of of uh, Darwin's On the Origin of Species book? And Darwin said, yeah, I think so. And he, it's, it's a long title, The full title of Origin of Species is On the Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection or the Preservation of Favored Races in the Struggle for Life.
1: Never do that again.
2: That's longer to remember than Matthew. Well, yeah. So they got in this whole kind of back and forth. And and in general, usually Dawkins is pretty much can hold his own in a debate. Sometimes he pones people. Sometimes he, you know, gets selectively edited. But, you know, he he was in this debate and it seemed to hit the, um, the greater media attention. Well, a week after that, um, later that week, Richard Dawkins got a call from um, Adam Lusher at the Telegraph. And, it just sounds dirty. <laughs> um, this guy basically started saying, hey, uh, do you know that these ancestors of yours were slave owners? How do you feel about that? And he's like, <laughs> um, well, it's... Nice. They may have been, but... That's was so the what? You know, <laughs> seventeen. What was that 1788 was the morality of the time? Henry Dawkins died in 1744, hundreds <laughs> of years ago. It was a great, 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 great grandfather, something like that. And this, um, and Dawkins responds for you know along the lines of, you know, you know the the whole morality in the Bible about the sins of the father being. You know, foisted upon the sun,
0: propagated on the sins of the, or propagated on the sun. Yeah,
2: you know, I, you know that's that's pretty horrible morality. You obviously I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, but yeah, and the response of this this um, quote unquote journalist was to say something along the lines of life, "Well, don't you think you might have uh, inherited a slavery gene from this ancestor?" <laughs> um, and you know, Dawkins responded <laughs> with, you know. I you know, uh, hope my... he
0: responded with, the stupid, it burns.
2: <laughs> In a very British way, he did. In that he said, I think you need a genetics lesson. I probably inherited a couple hundred genes. And he didn't get the figure exactly right, but he corrected it later on his blog. You know, a few hundred genes is probably what's left over from Henry Dawkins from way, way back. Um, and and it's it's just this whole thing about guilt by association, poisoning the well... This just weird attack on him because the 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 article itself in the Telegraph that we posted to the Facebook page earlier this week, you know, opens with very very poisonous language about Dawkins that he's railed against the evils religion and he's a secular campaigner against intolerance intolerance and suffering but ooh an awkward rele- revelation has come to light and stuff like that and And just goes along like just smearing where he's talking about ancestors of Richard Dawkins, so you've got Henry Dawkins begat um other Dawkinses <laughs> Dawkins. <laughs> yeah Henry <laughs> Dawkins begat That's, William Dawkins, who good. had a few sons that begat another Henry Dawkins that you know had a brother James yeah, and stuff begat, like that
0: begat begat yeah. blah blah, but blah 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 as
2: this guy is writing the article. He'll just say, and Dawkins was a slave owner. Not William Dawkins was a slave owner. It's just Dawkins. was s- So very disingenuous that way. And one of the worst things...
0: Imagine that.
2: Is is there's this that whole sucks. section of the article that talks about how um, there were three sons uh, in the Dawkins line that Dawkins is related to, that all three of them became MPs, members of parliament and all three of them were connected to uh pro slavery movements there was James Dawkins who voted against um this guy Wilberforce's proposal to abolish slavery Wilberforce the article really pushes the idea of this guy was an evangelical christian what do you think about that huh huh <laughs> Um, and it talks about this guy, James Dawkins, voted against it. He was a diehard supporter of slavery and was one of the last holdouts and stuff like that. And then this other brother of these three brothers, George Hay Dawkins, pennant, was a defiant slavery supporter. He signed circulars that said that the annihilation of slavery would be a horrible devastation to the West India colonies and stuff like that. So he's talking about these two brothers and how awful they were in um, against slavery there's one line about the third brother the youngest also called Henry was the campaigner's great 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 grandfather (laughs) (laughs) so Dawkins actual relative of those three brothers was not as anti uh, pro-slavery as these other two were but he uses this broad brush to say Ha, you have slavery relatives and it's just this Really horribly attacked, yeah, yeah, guilt, guilt by, by association. association kind of thing. um It's amazing to me this idea that you know just attacking Dawkins and in that would make Dawkins wrong. That really seems <laughs> okay. to be the point of this article to say, yeah, you shouldn't listen to this guy's arguments about religion and secularism and science. Because he had ancestors who were slaves, uh, who were slave owners. Right. And one of the things Dawkins in his blog oh, post responded... Two, two cocoa.
0: I was going to say, how how many people... I mean, my heritage goes back to, to Ireland and Ukraine. But how many average Joe Americans can tie their ancestry back to slavery?
2: A lot. There was, um, Some of I'm the other articles one. that At were about this another. talked about the idea that because there's so much intermarrying the common ancestors that the three of us sitting in this room were born in separate parts of the country, the common ancestors we need to get a kind of Kevin Bacon number by relation probably only goes back a couple centuries. Yeah. So we, the three of us in this room are somehow probably somewhere related either to a slave or a slave owner in the United States. And so is this author, Adam Lush, I think his name was. Lusher. Lusher. Uh, I just want to imagine him going, glug, 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 drink. I'm going to talk about Dawkins. Glug, 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 I'm going to drink and talk about Dawkins. Anyway, um, (laughs) he, this guy, Adam Lusher, is probably just as related to slave owners. We just don't know as much about his family as we do the famous Dawkins line.
1: Although I imagine we could delve. There's lots of people people who like to do genealogies. Yeah, I'm sure you could find out.
0: <laughs> so yeah, you we really talked to be... the Mormons.
2: <laughs> there you go. Actually, they they have a very they good
0: have guy. a very comprehensive genealogical yeah. record.
2: Right, but there has there has been a lot of pushback about this article and about how much of a smear campaign it is, how it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, and
1: it's it's a fairly it's a fluffy, useless article because yeah. it, it goes nowhere, doesn't mean anything.
2: Yeah. yeah it it does not answer the fact that richard dawkins has valid arguments one about just being a biologist and knowing the science you know you'd think of some pro creationism person pulling this out and saying Oh well, you believe in Dawkins's evolution. He was a slave owner, you know. It's like <laughs> that does not change the genetic record. It does not change the fossil record. It does not change.
1: Or, or even saying, oh, well, you believe in 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 Darwin's evolution. And he got so much wrong. Well, yeah. Okay, he got the basic idea right, and we've had a hundred years, two hundred years to
2: nearly two hundred years. Well, yeah, it, it that that kind of goes along the lines of some of these articles have talked about the fact that. That original discussion on that radio show about, well, do you know the Bible books? Do you know the Origin of Species book? Do you know the names? Talking, Darwin's book is not a holy book for us. Right, it,
1: Right, because it, it we, was a we great changed I- it.
2: It was a great <laughs> idea at its time. Things have been refined and corrected. It's kind of a tough read to get through, but it's a good idea, but that's all it was.
1: Well, and well explained. I mean, it, was a, it was a reasoned article, and there were lots of areas that he didn't know about.
0: Genetics,
1: G- DNA. I he mean,
0: didn't
2: even know a lot about a lot of fossils. Right. So, the fact that it's Darwin it's, was able to reason this through just looking at live specimens and not knowing all the other stuff. Right, or or, or bones also. Yeah, which were not fossils, just older ones.
0: You know, and so, I'm surprised that he didn't pull out. Oh, well, Darwin was. A slave owner too, because he married into the Wedgwood family, which
1: had never mind.
0: Yeah, which was serious money and a large slave owning family.
1: Right. Well, and then he should have said, well, basically the entire United States was founded upon slavery. Yeah. Yeah. So we probably shouldn't be in world politics right now, should we?
2: So yeah, it was was, was really weird because some of the the last part of the article kind of went on to talk about, um. The author of the article went off to talk to um, Esser Sanford Zose. I'm gonna. I'm sorry about that pronunciation.
0: Who's Kaiser the? Sose?
2: <laughs> no, not your Sose. Because uh, because you Sose. Es- I don't give a shit about your. This person, this person, Esser. Say-say-so. I
0: only care about my Sose.
2: Say so. I wasn't listening. Yeah, we weren't either. Go ahead. <laughs> so this person, Esser Sanford Sose. Um, is the co-vice chairman of the Pan-African Reparations Coalition in Europe. And the person was quoted as saying there's no statu- statute of limitations on crimes of humanity. <laughs> so it seems like this guy, this author got kind of an out of context quote of someone who's trying to get reparations for slavery and slave owners and stuff like that, where Dawkins's point is yes, slavery was bad, but Should I put my charitable money towards people who were slaves of my ancestors 300 years ago? Or should I do something to try to help the people today who are, you know, getting their genitals cut off in the Middle East or being oppressed under religious regimes or, you know, people in whacked out um, small communities who are trying to not teach correct biology and teach incorrect biology. Well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> Just because my ancestor, you know, his ancestors, Richard Dawkins's ancestors, owned became, slaves, right, became rich on the
1: backs of other yeah. people.
2: Dawkins also pointed out that most of that money, even though it did buy a lot of the the family lands, most of that money was squandered a couple hundred years ago by one of the Dawkinses who basically filed a lot of lawsuits or something like that. And you know, it's kind of like the 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 embarrassing uncle who spent all the family's money. And Dawkins is fairly well off and is a man of privilege, but he's made a lot of that money on his own with authorships and becoming a full professor. And
1: well, I think stuff he should like give that. his knowledge away because that's how he we got wealthy.
2: He does with his Richard Dawkins Foundation. No, no, you have to buy his books. He should give.
1: No, I'm talking about his actual knowledge. You should take it oh. out of his brain and give it to somebody else, <laughs> someone who you know is desperately an ancestor, needs some brain, brain cells. Brain. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what it, I, I think. That's the only thing. That's the only way forward.
2: All right. So yeah, it's it's a horrible, horrible, smeary article on Dawkins. It's and a, it's a can, foolish article. You can read it, but there are also some interesting parody articles about. You know, one article went forth saying, um, you know, Richard Dawkins in single cell celled ancestor shock. Yeah. You know, saying you know I don't want to follow Richard Dawkins anymore because he was. Descended from a single cell, and he's been talking about all this multicellular stuff and I, I know him for who he really <laughs> is. And, you know, another article, which is a good summary of the situation, um, has the title, shocking news flash. Infamous atheist wears mismatched socks. Scum. Yes. So, so a lot of this is posted to our Facebook page. So if you want to read some of those articles, uh, go, go like us on to, Facebook. Yes. www.facebook.com slash skepticwire slash is it
1: skepticwire oh it is look at that I'm looking at it right now
0: (laughs) all right well thank you Greg that was an informative piece that leads us into (gasps) the lightning round
1: All right, um, Donna, would you like to inform us I will us start about... us on the
0: lightning, round. lightning what, round. What is the lightning round? The lightning round is where we usually take uh, two articles, 90 seconds a piece, although we have been known to kind of intermix it with a, a lightning, lightning round of massive amounts
1: mulligan.
0: of... I mulligan. And we also do have the mulligan, thank you, which is when we want to go longer... We try harder, I guess.
2: But usually we just have 90 seconds per topic.
0: 90 seconds per topic. Eesh. Just to kind of get through some of those articles that we wanted to talk about that maybe we, you know, there wasn't a lot about it or there were... Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it goes, folks.
0: <laughs> and that's how it goes. And Gary controls the dinger. I've got the dinger. Okay, so I'm going to start <laughs> us off today. And I'm going to be talking about an incident that happened in Kathmandu, Nepal. Recently, a 40-year-old mother of two was burned alive after she was accused of being a witch. Dengani Mahato was attacked and set on fire by family members and others after a shaman allegedly accused her of casting a spell to make one of her relatives sick. The attack occurred last Friday in Baguda in the Chitwan district, about 80 miles southwest of Kathmandu. They have arrested 10 people, including two shamans, five women, and an eight year old boy in connection with the burning. They have all confessed and will all be charged with murder. Yay. Um, so they
2: confessed?
0: Yeah, all of oh. them confessed.
2: I, I, I knew they were all arrested. I didn't know they all
1: confessed. Well, They, they probably thought they'd they did They
2: were probably off. proud that they yeah. did it. Yeah,
0: right. Um, she just finished cleaning a cow shed early in the morning when she was attacked. She was beaten with sticks and rocks before being doused with kerosene and set on fire.
1: Nice.
0: The attack was witnessed by her nine-year-old daughter. Nicer. Um, Right now, the government has announced a one million Nepalese rupee uh, compensation for the two children. Roughly works out to 14000 American dollars. And that's all I got. I'm disgusted.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a horrible thing. You ask what the harm
2: is, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> to quote one podcast, Dogma Makes You Crazy. To quote another podcast, <laughs> Boo! Yeah.
0: Okay. Greg, what have you got for us?
2: Well, um, a week or so ago, um, Peter Skylaberg, a 44-year-old man from Sweden, was found in his snowed-in car. In um, a, he was found by a couple of snowmobilers outside the town of Umiat. It's a, a little town, a little south of the Arctic Circle, and um, he was it was out in a forest road or something, and he was snowed into his car, and it, apparently he said he'd been there since December nineteenth. So he said he basically had been living on snow, that he'd been able to, I guess, unroll the window and eat a little at a time, or something like that. Snow is just water. Okay, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> how, <laughs> how long
0: was he trapped in the car?
2: From December 19th through about February 18th, so two months, about 60 days.
0: Okay, that so the rule So the, of-
2: wa- the snow was water to keep him going, and a lot of the doctors said that 60 days was the upper, upper, upper limit that you could get for surviving without food.
0: Yeah, because it's the rule of three. Three minutes without oxygen, three days without water, three weeks is the general acceptance on food.
2: Yeah, but yeah, you there's, can...
1: yeah there's, there's extremes that people can go through.
2: So there was was one talk about the idea that maybe it was kind of an igloo effect that um, the warmth was trapped in, but this other doctor, Stephen Branth, talked about, oh, I think he just kind of went into hibernation where that doesn't quite happen. I'm going to take a small mulligan where when I read this article originally, I was a little skeptical. I was skeptical of, wait a minute, this guy's gone for two months and nobody reports him. Hmm. You know, how do we know that he was first in, he was trapped in the car since December 19th? Well. How, how do we know? And and there's also another article follow-up that was um, by the BBC magazine Uh, talked about kind of more general idea of how long people can survive without food. And that follow-up said that in that car were found food and drink wrappers. Mm -hmm. So he may have had some food to tide him over. So even though it's a fascinating story about survival in the long term in, you know, a snowbound environment, it's also skeptical in that my radar was going, I don't know about this one.
0: Right, but also... I. Every couple of years you do get articles out of like Germany where there's somebody who has reti- been retired, has everything paid off of pension automatically deducted died in his apartment, hmm. and they didn't yeah. find him until he was a month
2: <laughs> yeah well it's it's weird. there were some yeah. other articles that said that this guy might have been having some financial problems and had problem with his wife or something. So I'm not sure if we're get, really getting the full story of, you know, did he, was he out there the whole time? Did right, he really like, survive on nothing but snow? Right. Was,
0: it's like the story of the woman who sat on the toilet for two years. Yeah. So, <laughs> you
2: know. so we've gone way over my 90 seconds and I do apologize about that.
1: All right. Well, you only okay. get 20 seconds for your next one.
2: Crap.
0: Okay. <laughs> Gary, what have you got for us?
1: W O A I dot com had a fluff piece um, a couple of and weeks W-O-A-I ago. Last O-A-I
0: week,
1: W O A I is what? Oh, it's one of the local. One of
0: our local news channel
1: news for had a small fluff piece, and it was basically they basically they said weather folklore that came true, and you know a lot of people believe in folklore when it comes to predicting the weather. Famous like, one, it was about around Groundhog Day, you know, two more weeks of winter or not or whatever or months, whatever the hell it is. I don't know. Uh, and But then he says, some believe that when a mesquite tree blooms, it means no more freezes. However, we received a picture taken last week that appears to show a mesquite tree blo- blossoming or blooming or whatever. And then there was another one that says, if there's thunder in winter followed by snow ten days later is the thing. Now, we had this huge uh, – and, and it says – uh, February 3rd, we had plenty of thunder, and 10 days later, we had snow. However, uh, here in San Antonio, where they purport to be doing this idiotic tale, we had a huge uh, storm come through, lightning and thing, not a lick of snow. So I, I don't even know where he's getting the idea that they got snow, like in the hill country. Oh, it, it thunders here, so a butterfly, you know, craps itself in China. And Something then we like have that?
2: people up in Chicago I know we're posting things about getting thunder snow in the winter.
1: <laughs> so, it's what we would call foolishness. I agree. Anyway, I enjoyed the article.
0: Okay. It's short. Well, I'm going to talk about another woman's issue. I'm just A local woman, and this is from WSAV.com out of Savannah, Georgia. Local woman was kicked out of church for doing of all things, breastfeeding.
2: Well, that sucks.
0: Um, the church
2: get it sucks? called
0: her a compared her Suckles. to a stripper. <laughs> um, and they literally they asked her not to return unless she would go to like someplace else, such as a bathroom, to nurse her baby.
2: Well, that's sanitary.
0: Oh yeah, like I'm. I, I, would you eat your lunch in a bathroom?
2: Some bathrooms, yes. Okay. <laughs> Did
0: you?
1: My bathrooms are now very clean, yes. Yes. So you know. So she, she had a child in the church. Is, is this the same church that kept the pedophile priest? No. <laughs> okay.
0: Not quite. But like I said, I mean, but according to George Law, a mother may breastfeed her baby in any location where she and the baby are otherwise authorized to be. Um, but if an establishment is going to prohibit a woman from feeding her baby in public, an alternative location must be provided and it is generally accepted that the bathroom does not count yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, once again slut shaming up there with the best of them so
1: That. <laughs> thank you Hi. Okay, Okay. so she, she, she took
2: care of your mulligan a little bit. Be better this time.
0: <laughs> okay, Greg, what else have you got for us?
2: All right. Last year, Brownsville, Texas, was the first city in Texas to ban the use of plastic grocery bags. You know, you go to a H-E-B store, like we were talking about earlier, and you buy food, and you put it in the plastic grocery bag, and they let you go. Well, um, Corpus Christi is now considering the same ban. And there's a lot of back and forth about this issue, where, you know, it's good for eliminating trash waste, and nobody recycles them, so it all goes into landfills, and uh, there's a lot of money spent on cleaning up plastic bags, and all that, and it's just better for the environment to not have a lot of plastic bags. Yep. And, you know, there are detractors who were, you know, from the American Chemistry Council who are saying, but you're going to put people out of jobs if you're not making plastic bags. They can make and you get bags. other people talking about the idea of, you know, well, you're you're taxing the poor, making them buy bags or, you know, well, you can get paper bags for free. It's not a thing. My point of view on this, my little rant that I have 20 seconds left to do on <laughs> is that I – the vaguely libertarian side of me, which I am not, is why do we have to have a law to ban these bags? Why can't people just get it through their heads, get a couple of disp- – you know – Revisible. Canvas bags, bring them to the grocery store, bring them to Target take or wherever the hell you're going bags, to. Exactly. Bring your, canvas bags, bring your. We don't need laws about this. People should just change to their
1: behavior. The <laughs> As Tim mentioned once, saying exactly.
0: Okay, Gary, yes. you're going to wrap us up on the lightning round. What I'm going to
1: wrap us up. Um, I was looking up yogurt facts this week because uh i've been uh eating healthy and getting the probiotics and all the different bacteria that goes in your in your gut and stuff and uh, we were wondering uh so I, I was at a one of those big box stores and bought some Yo Play. a big box of mm. play yogurt which, which is which has active cultures which are supposed to be better for your digestion and gets down in your in your gut and you know, makes you poop good. So we were wondering about that, and uh, as I was going through their their website, I discovered that they are sort of a wooey company. However, they they do have actual product that does actual has medical mm-hmm. benefits. Um, they do have active cultures, and uh, YoPlay is actually apparently from Australia. No wait, YoPlay. Oh, that's that's Yo. Sorry, that's the not a yogurt. This mind. is a yogurt. Right. So, but in Australia, at least the Australian site, maybe this is true for all of their sites, they say the modern focus on mind, body, spirit acknowledges an understanding of the impact of nutrition, activity, and attitude, not only on your health, but also on your happiness, success, and quality of life. This is true. But they were doing mind, body, spirit. What? Oh, you're pointing at something. So uh, they're slightly wooey in their outlook, which is fine as long as they keep making good yogurt. I will keep
2: eating them. It's tasty mm-hmm. stuff. I will say. Assuming but, that you're I like not,
0: their harvest peach. Uh,
2: assuming you're not lactose intolerant. Right, but you can also take you know
1: the lactose pill. I don't know if the the lact the lactate. Or, it, well, a generic version of, you know, a, a lactose helper
2: thing. Yeah. But, but maybe yeah. you can go on adamandeve.com and find a DVD on how to use yogurt as part of your sex play.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice tie-in, finally. <laughs> hey, comes in right at the end.
2: <laughs> well, well oh, yeah, that. I'm not going to touch that we one. We do need
0: that sponsorship, so... <laughs>
2: Well, we're not complete whores, but we're we're hey, we're yourself. willing to be whores if <laughs> sure. need be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll play as we're, welcome we, to send some yogurt. We're not cheap,
0: but we can be bought.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we work cheap. So uh, I think that wraps it up for for this week. Uh, thank you for joining me in my lovely semi-cleaner abode. In some places, <laughs>
0: yeah, bathroom. Yeah, pretty immaculate. amazing.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's color-coordinated. Both of them are color-coordinated now. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Yeah, you definitely have a girlfriend.
1: You're domesticated. Yeah. Sure. I've always been domesticated.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, he doesn't well, <laughs> strike me as
2: feral. Since, obviously, we can't think of very many things on our own, please go onto our Facebook page and post stories that you find this week. Yeah. And maybe we'll talk about them next week. Absolutely. We do appreciate the feedback.
1: Indeed. And we will see you, talk to you. Well, we won't see you. Hell, oh, we won't even hear you. Well, but we hope to hear from you within the week. And yeah, we, will, we will uh, join you on your i device, on your MP3 playing device next week.
0: Yeah. Well, that leave just us. came
2: to a screeching halt, didn't it? Scree-
0: leave us some love on our Facebook page or on our blog.
2: Or iTunes.
0: Or iTunes. Or Could uh, always use another good review.
1: Or whatever. Yeah, or send us love in person. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See you guys next week. Bye.
0: Bye. Say
1: bye. Did I get say goodbye? Did I get creepy there? Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Goodbye. That's okay. <laughs> okay, so so Lent, so you were walking around with a Chiquita Benin... Be, Chiquita... Ch- you were walking around with a Chiquita... Ch- you were walking around...
2: Longitudinal. <laughs> exactly.
0: Actually, he's walking around with a Red Delicious. Right.
1: We we had established that he has a Red Delicious sticker Stick on, his, on his head. But you... you Are we going to whisper when we finish the show? Oh, oh crap. I forgot. No, no, we're no, not. Gonna no, whisper. we're not gonna whisper. No, it's but I want to Why? But why?
0: They can't hear
1: us. But we started
2: the show that way, so this, this isn't. Be, this isn't. This, isn't, be a this isn't a Pink Floyd album. It'd be a perfect parenthesis to starting the show with whispering and ending the show with whispering. Uh, fucking brackets.
0: You're, okay, I know that my family listens to the show, and you're giving them way too much credit to be able to figure that out. Well, it's not a
2: figure-out thing. It's obvious. They're gonna hear that. You've got. I know they are.
0: That's why I
2: said it. But it's not something they have to figure out. You've got whispering at the beginning, whispering at the end. It's a theme. Yeah, we don't
1: do themes. No. Tell Adam and Eve. Dot com that. We haven't done the Adam and Eve theme. It's just a running gag. <laughs> <laughs> Damn
0: you people! Do. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>